Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready for some hot, steamy conversation? <laughs> Out of hot, steamy it is. Good morning and welcome to Coffee Talk. I'm Soy, host of the fastest growing online talk show where we discuss real topics with real people in real situations. Good morning, good morning, good morning, and what a great morning it is. If it's not great, make it great. Get out of bed, get up. Plant your feet on the floor, put them one in front of the other, and get moving. Keep it moving. Sometimes we got to fake it till we make it. So if it's not a great morning for you thus far, you have time to change. I want to say good morning to our studio audience this morning. I thank you for tuning in to Coffee Talk with Soy, your new morning show where Real Talk happens every Saturday at 10 a.m. And generally, folks, you know I'm sipping on something hot. I love my lattes, and sometimes I sip on my frappes and all those other great coffee beverages. But today, today I had to break it down, and I am sipping on H2O. Yeah, that good old natural pure water is what I'm sipping on. I'm actually detoxing this weekend. So today starts the first day of that. Pray for me. <laughs> As I'll be detoxing, trying to clean out my system. It's something we all should do periodically for, for whatever the reasons, but we really should detox it. I probably should do it more often, but I am on it today. So I'm excited. Uh, I will not be having any food. God help me. So I'm going to be detoxing. I got my mind made up, and that's what I'm going to do. Sometimes that's what we got to do. We got to tell ourselves that this is what's going to happen. Speak on it, as, as they say. Speak it to existence. It does move mountains. Speaking of moving mountains, we have a person in the cafe today that is moving mountains. You know one person that, that, that don't always get the credit for what they always do are our moms. You know, moms are the people that hold the family together. They are the bridges that makes things happen. And today we have the pleasure of having in the cafe a mother who's, who's going to share with us her story as she cared for her 13-year-old daughter, teenage daughter, beautiful girl, loves music, her friends, her two sisters, laughing and 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 just being a typical 13-year-old child, very good in school. Life was turned upside down about a year ago when she learned that she was diagnosed. Well, when she learned that she was she was diagnosed with with cancer. And we're going to talk with her mom this morning as she shares her story and how she dealt with that and cared for her herself and her daughter in the process. So at this time, I want to welcome to the cafe. Our guest, Arisha Johnson. Good morning. How are you, sweetheart? Good morning. I'm fine. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad you're on the show. You know, my my hat goes off to you 
and and I, and I thank you for for being a part of this conversation this morning. Oh, well, thank you for having me. I appreciate the platform that you have, and I'm I'm all in support of of that. So Arisha is from North Carolina. Are you from North Carolina, or do you just live in North Carolina? Um, well, I've been here for ten years. I'm originally from New Jersey, um, but so this is, I guess, now considered my home. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That that's a big change when you're up north and you move to the south. So it it, it is a change, and I'm sure that your your family love the transition. Did they enjoy it when you moved down? Are they old enough to remember that? Well, they are. Um, for the most part, it's been a they. They know more about North Carolina than they do New Jersey, so they're they're adjusted here and comfortable. <laughs> so your sweet daughter Rain Johnson is a twin. Yes, yeah. she is. Is she the oldest of the twin or the, or, the, or the youngest? She's actually the oldest, and as you can imagine, that's the debate. She makes sure she lets it be known. Um, she <laughs> is the oldest by by fourteen minutes. Oh, okay. Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, Ring. Let's share with the audience uh, what that moment was like when you learned that she had cancer. Uh, it was sort of numbing. Um, it was something that sat in the back of my mind as we went through all of the doctor visits, um, but I figured it was something that I would worry about if and when I needed to worry about it. Um, mm-hmm. I just didn't want to spend any extra energy on it. We just would go through the, the visits and, and figure things out. Um, to backtrack a little bit, uh, she actually had been complaining for some time about not being able to swallow her food. Um, that her food would kind of just sit in her throat. And I'm not sure if any, you know, other moms may relate to this where you're just like, okay, you know. <laughs> All right, we'll just drink some water. But over time, she kept complaining, and it took us about six to seven months before we actually got a, a diagnosis, a correct diagnosis. Uh, our pediatrician, you know, just talked about this: oh, it's full and lymph node, or um, it's an infection in her lymph nodes. And we did rounds of antibiotics, but Rain was adamant that she could not swallow, and um, there was like what looked or appeared to be maybe a lymph node, a lump growing in her neck. And it it was, you know, constantly getting bigger. And um, so eventually we had the surgery and a biopsy done on the tumor that was removed, and it was proven to be uh, cancer. Wow. What what center did you you go to when you were in North Carolina? What cancer center is out there? Oh, well, um, we went to Duke Cancer Center, um, which is in Durham, which is about 35 miles from me, and it's ranked 22 in the country. Uh, They were great and very supportive um, and very accommodating. Uh, The type of cancer that Rain has, the average age um, of onset of a patient is is 67 years old. So this is not seen in children at all. Um, were very rare. I know they didn't have any other case studies to follow. And so where they have a Duke Children's Cancer Center, Rain wasn't treated there. She was treated on the regular cancer center side, and there were a group, a lot of uh, physicians and oncologists who came to the table to make the decisions about her care because, you know, you have the children oncologists along with 
um, the oncologists who treat, you know, the elderly patients or the older patients with this. What what was it like for Rain in terms of dealing with this? Did she understand the severity of the disease? Um, I believe that she she did. She is um, one amazing young lady. Uh, I believe that when people would ask her, you know, how are you doing? And she'd say, my mom and my twin sister cry enough for me. <laughs> so I... <laughs> Um, she's one of she's probably the more low key twin, okay. um, and so I sort of I, I drew my strength from her, um, mm-hmm. and you know when I said about learning about her actual um, diagnosis, I knew that I couldn't break down, I couldn't cry um, because she would base you know her reaction based off of my reaction. So I just let her know that regardless of where we end up with this, we will be okay because we've, you know, we've been through a lot as a family. We've survived that all. We've survived this too. So she's um, the physician when we learned about the side effects of radiation because that's how this cancer is treated, through radiation. Mm-hmm. Um, her doctor, you know, first told us that there would be a chance that she would not finish school or finish her end-of-grade testing, which is what's here in North Carolina, like our standardized testing at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And the doctor, we had all had, her, you know, I've spoken to the administrators at the school, and we had her, you know, we had put in the application to have her exempt from testing and had prepared for Rain to be home. Um, the last month of school, the doctor said she wouldn't be able to swallow or eat. And she told me one day, driving home, she said, you know, no disrespect to you or the doctor, Mom, but I'm going to finish school. <laughs> I'm going to be there. Uh-huh. And she uh-huh. did not miss one day of school, you know, with the exception of a day that the kids were on a class trip. She she went. She was exhausted, but she went. And, um, you know, who am I? She has that kind of energy and determination. I can just be there to support her, and that's what I did. What what's what was her treatment days like? Huh. <laughs> well, as you can imagine, with three girls, um, they just turned fourteen in May, the twins, and I have a nineteen year old daughter. And um we have a very busy lifestyle. So every minute of every day is accounted for. And so now we have this treatment where we have to drive out to Durham. But life still goes on, right? You know, the rest of your mm-hmm. life doesn't realize that you have had a tragedy and you need to, to adjust. So I um we just we pulled all of our resources together. My oldest daughter stepped in um to help and she she mm-hmm. would do my morning routine with the other twin. But Rain and I would get up at um I think Rain set her five fifteen to be at the center wow. at 650, mm-hmm. um, And one thing that I did enjoy about going to Duke Cancer Center was that our appointment was at 730, but if they saw us walk in at 658, they took us early. They mm-hmm. knew I wanted to get mm-hmm. Rain to school. Um, she has like an algebra, pre-algebra class at, for second period, and the goal was kind of just to get her there so she didn't miss too much stuff. Mm-hmm. And and that was our morning. You know, we ate breakfast in the car. We talked. We argued about the music. <laughs> and 
and and to just get her there, um, get her to the school. And like it was thirty five miles one way, so seventy round trip, and then you you know come home mm-hmm. and the day starts. And she had about thirty. What is it, about thirty cycles of radiation? Did she have about thirty treatments? She did. It was Monday through Friday um, for six weeks. And generally, that that level of well, that that could be pretty harsh on on the body. Did, does she have any visual scars or from the the treatment that she endured? She does. Uh, she has, uh, for, first, from having the actual surgery, one of her nerves on her right side um, was, I guess, you have to, to touch this nerve or move it to get to her gland that they needed to have removed. Mm-hmm. So that nerve sort of didn't go back. So her smile is a little crooked, her lip. Um, and from the radiation treatment, you know, the color of her skin has changed, especially, you know, what was in direction of the radiation. So she she has like a burned mark about the size of a slice of bread on her neck. Um, inside her mouth has turned dark. She has um, a few sores in her mouth, and her tongue changed color, got darker. Uh, and, just, and just exhausted, just tired. You're tired. How, how how does she handle the physical uh, changes on on her body? I'm not sure how she handles it internally, but externally she she puts on a brave face and she just um, she goes with the flow. She recently had her eighth grade um, formal dance and she had her makeup done, and I I asked or kind of suggested, hey, do you want her to try to cover up? your neck or do you want to get a scarf to cover your neck? And she said, no, mom, it's okay. Like, I'm okay with it. She just brushed yeah. it off. So I was um, I was pleased by that. So what kind of support did you have, Arisha, when you were going through this? You know, because I think that you're you a single mom and uh, you are in an area where you're, you don't have a lot of family. So what was the support like for you and just kind of going through this and being being a mom, being that strong person, and being the person to endure, you know, you know, take on all of the heaviness of, of this? What was your support like? Um, I, I, I think the support came from the least likeliest of places. I mean, so many parents from their school reached out to me. Um, mm-hmm. My girls have been in Girl Scouts for nine years, the Girl Scout troop, uh, made cards for rain and raised money to give us gas cards to get back and forth for treatment. Um, And um, my best girlfriends all live in New Jersey. And I mean, they talk to me every day. It was almost like they were here with me physically. Um, My Mm -hmm. mom, she, um, she's here locally and she helped out where she could and how she could. Um, I think most of, you know, the support came from me and my, uh, my three daughters just banding together, um, mm. especially my oldest daughter, and just seeing a need and stepping in and feeling a need. You know, they, they say that when we go through things like this, which I've kind of been, I haven't been in the position to care for an ill child, so I, I think that is just an amazing um, thing that you've done, and probably you probably pulled some strength that you didn't even know you had in you. Uh, I, I just can't imagine 
um, having to, you know, just be terrified and having to care for your, your child. Because as moms, you know, our thing is generally that we try to fix our kids. We fix it with medicine, cold medicine. You know, you want to give them a hug, give them a Band-Aid, and that takes care of it. But but when you have to uh, deal with something that you really have no control over and all you have is faith to just believe that we're going to come out of this okay, I can imagine the the depth that you have to go do to pull strength within yourself to, to to sustain this. And and I know there's gotta be other messages that you learn through this process. What do you remember the most that you learned about yourself? Um, I think you you hit it right on the nose with the just drawing from a strength you didn't know you had. I think when it comes to being a mom, you sort of like, I worry about me last. So I jumped into to mama being old. I wanted to make sure that, you know, I held the doctors accountable, make sure mm. I didn't miss anything. Mm. I searched the web. I searched for, um, you know, just making sure that Rain had the best care possible um, and that we wouldn't be just a number. Uh, that was That was one of my main priorities. And then, you know, like I said, it took six to seven months to get a real diagnosis, and I found myself to be a very hands-on parent. I questioned my doctors. I, but for some reason, I trusted this, this pediatrician kept saying, oh, it must be an infection, or, you know, I didn't push harder. Mm. Uh, and I think that that's something if I had to do over again, I would just say, no, we're not going to do another round. I need this thing to have ultrasound. Um to just be empowered to question. You know, I think I was so caught up in my to-do list. And, okay, you know, I took it to the doctor. I did my, <laughs> instead of really sitting there and holding that doctor accountable and saying, I need to see what this is in her neck, because maybe we wouldn't have gotten to the stage of needing radiation if we had caught it sooner. Mm-hmm. Um, is, is and, that you know, the whole time, I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead, the whole time, go ahead. And, you know, and Rain was adamant the whole time that the food was stuck in her throat and she couldn't swallow, you know. But um, if I had to do over again, that's what I would definitely do, do do a better job at. Acting a little more quickly. Yes. When you you, you say hold the doctors accountable, let's talk about that because I think that people may get something from, from that. Because in most times, you know, we go to our doctor's office and, and we and we assume that they they should know what to do. They should know how to fix me. Here's my problem. Fix it. So when you say hold them accountable, how, can you how you how would you explain that? Uh, well, when I went in uh, first, I made sure that they knew that I had done my research, that I was educated <laughs> on the condition, mm-hmm. um, educated on the survival rates what my mm-hmm. options were. Uh, I, I I took notes on everything every doctor, every nurse ever said I wrote on my iPad. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so I think, too, it makes a doctor think twice before he says mm-hmm. something, he or she says something, when they know you're taking notes <laughs> and you're going to refer back to your notes and say, no, you told me this. It makes them think because, you know, doctors are human too, and they can be on autopilot as well. It makes them think, am I giving her the right information? Mm. Um, I think that that was um, 
that was the biggest thing. No one ever took a test, took blood, or did anything to rain and didn't have to give me a reason why they were doing it. Mm. And then we asked, you know, is this necessary? What are our alternatives? So that was my main thing, just holding the doctors accountable. And how much how much interaction did Rain have with this information? Did you relay uh, exactly what was going on with her to her, or did you kind yes. of not share it? With her? And why? Um, Rain is a very mature fourteen year old, and I knew that she could handle this, and it's her body. So Mm -hmm. I didn't hold anything back from her. I allowed her access to all of the information. In fact, I made sure she had a list of questions every time we went to the doctor so she could Mm -hmm. ask about her own health um, just to empower her in the future when she needs to go to the doctor and and she's an adult or not around. Uh, Mm -hmm. So she knew, uh, and I didn't want her searching around the Internet getting information and getting afraid, you know, being afraid of what she saw on the web. So that's why I told her, you know, make sure you have your list ready. We're going to the doctor. I don't care what it is. Come up with three questions, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was very much a part of of the process and knowing what was going on with her and her body. Arisha, if there are moms listening to the show now who are dealing with a child that has a disability or a physical issue going on or dealing with cancer or caring for their child in some capacity, what what would you say to them to inspire them? Um, you know, it's to just hold on. You know, I, just take every second as it comes. Don't think too far ahead of yourself. <laughs> Don't think about yesterday just to be in the moment because that, that's all that counts at this moment. If you're here, you can make the decision based on the information you have at this time, and that's all you can worry about. You can't worry about what may happen tomorrow. You know, it's time not, not well spent. Um, just use your energy on this moment, love on your child, um, and that's the biggest thing too, just loving on them and just making sure they have a loving and positive environment. I was very selective about who I shared what we were going through with uh, because I just didn't need the energy. We didn't want a pity party. We didn't. We just needed positive energy around us at all times. And I, that, I think that was one of the biggest reasons why Rain was able to overcome um, and not suffer as much side effects because her, her positive energy and her positive outlook um, was was just so you could just feel the energy when you were in her presence. Mm. Uh, it sounds like you've deposited some great things in her to allow her to endure and and overcome uh, such a situation. So, so tell us what what stage is she now? And after the thirty rounds of radiation treatment, tell us about where she is now. Uh, well, she just finished her last treatment on Monday, uh, which we were very excited about. Uh, she'll need about 90 days to heal her body, and we will go back in September for her to have some baseline scans and some more testing, and we are expecting the results to say that she is cancer-free, and we're expecting that the rest of her life, you know, you know but that is what we'll be checking for. Okay. And where are some signs that people can be aware 
of or may want to pay attention to that will let them know that there's a problem in in their throat area. Uh, well, one of the things is the um, sore throat that doesn't go away after two weeks. Um, any swollen lymph nodes or swollen, this was um, saliva, the salivary gland cancer. So um, if you have bad breath because the saliva comes through that gland and so you have a sort of like bad breath you can't get rid of or it goes into your, it, the tumor kind of grows into your throat so your food doesn't go past your throat as easily. You have a hard time swallowing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just listen to the kids, you know. You're thinking, hey, I have this to do, this to do. I don't have time for a doctor's visit right now. But you have to just listen to the kids and, and trust that they trust. They know their body. Was it ever extremely painful for her, or was it just a slight discomfort thing that was going on? Uh, I think it was more discomfort or um, just annoyance with not being able to okay. eat the way she wanted to. I, I, I think that's important to, to mention because a lot of times we associate uh, severe medical issues like cancer or something else with pain, and, and sometimes, you know, you, you don't get pain. You know, there's it's generally some abnormal swelling somewhere, or some overgrown tissue, but it's not always, um, the, the side effect is not always to be in pain. So, exactly, exactly. Yeah. I think that's a myth, and it's kind of why we, we kind of over, you know, we um, we we pass it over. I know with myself, and um, I too had a, a lymph node that was on the left side of my face that so they had to remove and when we did remove it, that's when we learned that I was diagnosed with, with lymphoma, which was inside of my lymph node, but we couldn't detect it anywhere else in my body other than that, that gland. It, it, it just wouldn't surface. And I never experienced pain, not one day. And so when I just mm-hmm. kind of put that out there, that, that serious issues are not always a result of pain. So if you have anything going on with your body that is not right, I would really, really encourage you to follow through with it, listen to your body, and then go and have yourself checked out. And be adamant about it. Sometimes insurance don't want to give us the testing we need to get the results that, that we need, and so we have to fight forward, write letters, call them. I can't tell you how many times I had to do that to just on my own. It's kind of like, you know, you, 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 if you're looking to get tested for a certain thing, if if your body doesn't show that it, it needs the testing, then insurance gives you a hard time about paying to have the test done. But, but be adamant about it and, and fight for your health. That that would be the advice that I, I would share. Anything you want to say before we close out, Arisha? It's been an awesome guest. Anything you want to say in closing? Um, no, I just want to kind of reiterate what you just said, that it's not pain or um, we they did the blood test originally too, you know, with the exception of some elevated levels, you know, her white blood cell, white blood cell count and everything else was normal. So just, you know, it's not going to show up. It may not show up in pain or in the blood test, but if you have something, you know, to be adamant about the man and the doctor, take it one step further. Now, if you want to get more information about RAIN, um, there will be a posting on the Facebook page, Coffee Talk with Soy, 
visit that Facebook page and get that information um, to the link. Also, if you want to share any information about where they can find it, you can also Google Healing Rain. You can see her pictures or photos, and that's R-A-Y-N-E Johnson. So if you Google Healing Rain, you can get information about it. Anything else you want to say about where they can find, um, read up more about about your daughter and, and, and her story? Oh, well, yeah, my um, my brother-in-law is having, um, he's turning 30, and one of the things that he has, his acts is that if Rain can be um, a recipient of what he wants to do is raise money for a charity for his 30th birthday. And he's asked if Rain can be a recipient of that and um, just to help with some medical costs. And uh, that is what the Healing Rain uh, fundraiser is about. Um, mm-hmm. And that's, you know, it goes back to what you said as far as um where your help comes from, I would never imagine that he would do something or offer something, you know, so beautiful. So I'm I'm grateful and I'm so appreciative of that. Well, we're grateful for you. We'll be praying for Rain and and for her to recover, and that uh, she is under 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 a covenant of, of blessings that will get her back to great health. Um, a mother's love is, is an undying love. It's the fuel that enables a child to do the impossible, which we've just heard from Arisha Johnson, the mother of Rain Johnson. Learn more about Rain's story, Healing Rain. Google her, support her, and give her what she needs. This could be you. I want to thank you for tuning in to Coffee Talk with Soy, your new morning show where real talk happens. Visit our social media. Visit the webpage. Tell us what you think about the show, what you heard, what you'd like to hear. Stay connected by downloading the app. So you can have me everywhere you go. You never miss another episode of Coffee Talk with Soy again. Have a great weekend, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye.